0: Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome to today's episode of the Plant Lady podcast. I am your host, Bella Griffin, and today I received the pleasure of welcoming on Keisha Kimria. Keisha is a feminine health and sex educator, and in today's episode, we dive into all things sex magic, vulva health, the pleasure frequency, and how to really come home to your body, listen to your intuition and learn how to voice that intuition. I enjoyed this conversation so, so much, and I hope that you all do too. Enjoy. Hello and welcome. So honored to be here today with you, sister. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? So good. I am so excited to dive into all the things today, all the juicy things today. And this season three has been, or this season two, I'm already like ahead of myself here. This season two has just been like all about womb and like yoni wellness and really just this journey that I've personally been on, but all of the beings that have inspired me on this journey and have taught me things. And my motivation is to just get these people on that inspire me and just hear what they have to share and what they have to say and all the knowledge that you have. And I'm so grateful for the knowledge that you share. So thank you for being here.
1: Of course. Um, that means so much. I feel like, you know, um, in this, in the space that we're in, um, I feel like a lot of times the work that we can do is not really received that well. Um, you know, just being, um, really unapologetic about our existence and our pleasure as women. And so I am very passionate about that. So I I am, I'm always happy to, to talk about anything under, under the umbrella of women's health and women's pleasure.
0: (laughs) I love it. Well, I know that about you, but why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about the work that you do, how you got into the work that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Keisha
1: Kimria and I'm a feminine health and sex educator. Um, I got into this work, um, I guess, as well as a birth doula, but I kind of like put that in the feminine health um, educator um, umbrella. Um, but I got into this work um, at a point in my life where I was getting out of a of getting out of a relationship that. Kind of drained me um, in every sense of the word. And as I was on my healing journey and coming back to myself um, in the process and after the breakup, I realized that for the first 25 years of my life, I had had never really like been home and I didn't really know what that felt like and so I was on this journey to come home to myself and prioritize not only my happiness and my health but my pleasure and celebrating my womanhood and my femininity because that's not something I've I've always been able to do um, I grew up in a really traditionally Christian family so um, you know it's like a woman is modest and you know wholesome and those things are just they're just not who I am now as I've evolved as a woman um, and I feel like there's nothing wrong with being a little bit more expressive a little bit more um, a little bit more confident to ask what you are looking ask what you're looking for in the bedroom and to know what you're looking for in the bedroom and and I know that that translates into other aspects of our life, whether it be in our family relationships, in our um, business relationships, and just the way that we interact with people that we meet, we're just more confident when we feel more confident in ourselves, when we've come home to ourselves, and when we don't feel any shame around the things that make us women. Um, so that's kind of how I got to this, this point in my life. I just wanted to empower other women to find their journey and find what pleasure means to them and what women, what womanhood means to them. And to celebrate that wholeheartedly and to uh, not apologize for it. So uh, that's how I got to got into the work that I do. Um, being a birth doula is something that's really close to my heart, just um, kind of getting back to the natural way that women are to give birth. And the, the bigger reason, uh, I would say, is the maternal mortality rate in the Black community is something that really pushed me to explore being a doula, and really focus more on home births, water births, natural births. And um, one of the things that I do as a doula is advocate for my my mom and advocate for her needs and her comfort in in the hospital room when nurses and doctors are just following protocol and are you know checking off lists and kind of forgetting about the patient because they're just they have a job to get done. Right. And so um, I think that some of the work that I do and just being empowered to ask for what you want in the bedroom, like I said, it translates into different parts of your life. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's the, the spiel.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love it. Thanks for sharing. And yeah, it is unfortunate that we aren't taught these things. We aren't taught to really voice ourselves in these ways. And This conversation makes me think about, I uh, recently was with some friends and we had like turned on Disney's like A Little Mermaid, right? And girl, I was triggered. (laughs) (laughs) I was so triggered. I was like, I cannot believe I was allowed to watch this as a young girl. These were the stories that we were fed. That we were told. And when you just said that, it just brings me back to that narrative that you have to lose your voice in order to get the man or to get the thing that you want or to get that dream boy or you know whatever the dream life is and this concept I was like oh my god it all started with, with the little mermaid no right oh, but god. it's so deeply embedded in us and it's you're right like when you start to incorporate coming home to your body self-love and really taking this this journey that isn't always easy but it pays off in the end when you're able to really voice yourself, like you said, not only in the bedroom, but in your workspace, in your life. And then everything just completely shifts. And so that's what we're going to get in today. All of the things. it. <laughs> yes. You
1: definitely see a lot of shifts happening and you're like, wait, what? And you just, just ride the wave girl.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Like, let's talk about the shifts that come along when we as women can take that step of like okay we're coming home to coming home to our body like that's step number one and then from there how do we how would you explain that like you get to that next step of like voicing
1: well I think that when you come home to your body you like you know not only you get really comfortable with who you are you get really You have really real conversations with yourself, you know. Layers, they, you know, you peel back layers and more layers and more layers. And somewhere in the process, you know, you realize that there are things that that obviously no longer suit you. They no longer um, serve you for your higher, for the person that you're trying to be, for your higher purpose. And then you also realize that there are certain things that either you're still holding on to or that you've been trying so hard to let go but because they're stigmatized for whatever reason you've been shamed um maybe you haven't been shamed about them or for liking them or engaging in these whatever it is um but you have to find these you have to let go of what doesn't serve you and then hold on to what does and i think that's something that i would say happens in our pleasure practice because you have to understand, like we've been, like Bella just mentioned, in The Little Mermaid, and then, you know, in stories that we've been taught about how traditional relationships evolve and how traditional sexual encounters evolve. Um, and then you have to, like, take those stories and say, like, okay, is this really who I wanna be? Do these messages resonate with me? And it's a lot easier than just saying, no, okay, I'm going to go do this, right? And you you do still have to, there is a point where you like, you struggle with yourself to let go of what you've been taught and what's acceptable, quote unquote, acceptable, because that's, you don't want to be like shamed anymore. You don't want to be shamed ever, but at the same time, you want to be happy. So let's say, for instance, you've been, for, for me, like I grew up in a really traditional uh, religious family. So for me, you know, a man and a wife gets married. They don't ideally would not have sex until marriage <laughs> until after they get married. Right. And they would have a very monogamous relationship, you know, but at the same time, now we're seeing relationships that are same sex marriages um, and maybe they're um, polyamorous or maybe they're I don't know, it really could be, there's so many types of relationships under the sun, but for whatever reason, we've been fed one narrative. Um, And I think it's super important to find what fits you. And the same thing for sex, like if you, If you like to get a little kinky, then that's okay. But you have to be able, you have to feel safe enough to explore that area within yourself before you can, you know, of course, have those conversations with other people, especially your romantic partners.
0: But. Oh, absolutely. And one of some things that popped that just came to mind is like body hair. Like that was something for me that was like this huge, tremendous thing. And like, when I reflect back on my journey, like I remember when, I was like, oh, you know, like this is kind of fucked up. Like I have been doing this like for the wrong reasons, like not really for me, you know, like I just always felt like I had to keep up with it. And like, I I had to be hairless. And like, when I really thought about it, I really like went down the rabbit hole, like this is fucked up. But I remember at the beginning of my journey, me feeling like I was in a committed relationship at the time. So me feeling like I did have that conversation with my partner before I decided to grow up my body hair. Like I almost felt like I had to ask him permission in order to do what I wanted with my body. And of course, in my own journey of like liberation and freeing my wild woman, you know, we got there and now he's just like, do what you want, babe. And now he's, you know, can hold his divine masculine through his journey can hold space for me in those wild ways that a few years ago would have been very triggering because it is it is hard on on both parties you know if you are in a relationship or if you're just on that journey alone but another thing I think about is like masturbation how that's kind of like a one-sided thing like for a male that's like a normal thing that happens and that like gets talked about and it's just something that they do like every day and that's just somehow fine but like, if a woman does it, it's like kinky or it's like, oh, she's dirty or, you know like there's all these like little stories that are like associated with these things. So there's a few things that just came to mind when you were sharing.
1: Yeah, I had a, a moment a few days ago. Um, I won't get too specific just in case anybody listens to this and can put the pieces together. <laughs> but I was like telling a friend of mine, like, um, I'm like, I haven't actually like, you know Kind of jokingly, but serious. I'm like, I haven't see, even seen a penis in like almost a year, but it's kind of been by choice. But it's also been because I'm like, I know that the men that I've met <laughs> in the past few months cannot give me what I'm looking for. And that's like in and outside of the bedroom. So I'm not even going to tempt myself with disappointment. Right. So I've made the conscious choice to just please myself and so when I told her that we were you know we we're standing there and another girl was in earshot and my friend like jokingly was like something about cobwebs and I was like oh absolutely not I have no shortage of pleasure here like that is not a problem oh no <laughs> oh, on the other end she like you know an earshot I just I I didn't even know this woman and I she like looked up immediately and like I could just feel like not that she was like shaming me, but she was like, did she just say that? Oh my God. Wow. And I was like, yes, honey, I did. And I hope I inspired you to go make a stop on your way home. Right.
0: (laughs) Yes. Queen make a stop, make a stop. Pleasure is so important for us as women. Like we have this portal that of course, you know, it has serves a purpose of birthing. But aside from that, it's real main purpose is pleasure. And On my journey, I remember one of the books that I first read and I've done an episode where I really get into depth on this book, but Pussy by um, Mama Gina, a reclamation. She, that really changed my life. And that's really where my journey shifted in a lot of ways. And that's something that she talks about was she really opened up that door for me to be like, you know, I've never really like, she's right. Like I am at the time, I don't know, I was like 19, 20 I've gone 20 years of my life and I've never looked at my own vagina with a mirror. Like I've literally never, like I've had, you know, when you think about it, you've had doctors, you're like, you've gone and got birth control and you've done all these things. And like, you've had partners and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, all these people have literally seen something that I've never even really like (laughs) taken the time. Like, like it's like we we disassociate so much from our own bodies that when you start to kind of like take these steps you're like oh wow like oh wow wow
1: yeah it gets i mean it gets weird at first (laughs) (laughs) and it's like it gets weird because it's like wait what is that and you're like wait, is that normal? Like you're like trying to figure out your body parts first, right? And Mm -hmm. then you start to pay more attention to all of the things that you like try to pretend weren't happening in the past. Um, And then you do get worried about like, what's normal and what's not because you're paying more attention to your body. Mm -hmm. And you get freaked out at some point because you're like, Oh my God, what's going on? And you're like, Oh, it's normal. And then a month later, same thing happens. Oh my God, what's going on? Right. And it's just like, it's normal. We, our body just goes mm-hmm. through the process, and especially our vulvas, we go through. It evolves just like we do as humans. Um, and as we get older, it's education on our bodies and our vulvas will have to continue as we get older because our everything will change. So what we know now about what we need as far as like health and doctors and pleasure, all of that stuff will change in ten years, twenty years. I don't know, you know, in the future. So it's very important to, like, really get to know yourself, not only for, like, to know what's normal, but at the same time, so you can tell your partner, like, ooh, a little to the left, or, you know, flip your hand over this way or something, you know, and those little things, like, really make a
0: difference. But if you don't know, then you can't tell your partner, so totally. And I think those two things really connect that bridge right there of like you being able to take this step of like learning your body, getting comfortable in your body. And then comes that next step of being able to voice yourself. Now you're all of a sudden confident because you're like, wait a second. I know, like, I know everything's working good down there. (laughs) exactly absolutely <laughs> and then the, and then the
1: shame falls off because you're like you realize that there's nothing to be ashamed of because everything's normal even the weird things it's it's all normal <laughs>
0: all normal yeah and I know something we wanted to dive into today was just all of the stigmas that are associated with sex in our society like the virginity story the the slut shaming the the porn and the unrealistic, body standards, the unrealistic sex standards Mm -hmm. that those kind of things give us?
1: Yeah. I think um, when I thought of when I was like thinking about this question, I thought about the way that women are portrayed in porn and it's really like, we're either like dehumanized and objectified. And I say objectified because objects don't typically have feelings or emotions and women's feelings or emotions or if and and or if we're in pain or enjoying sex is typically like not a concern especially like if you're getting your education through porn um and also objects don't need to be taken care of so the the layer of safety is not there too so there's a lot of you know really unsafe sex practices and influencing happening happening in porn and then The other layer I think is like women are infantilized in that we're like turned into children in one way, like we shouldn't have curves or we shouldn't have body hair. Um, We need to like look a certain way or act innocent. And I think in outside of porn and real life and in relationships, women are also treated like children in that we need a man to do anything. We need a man's opinion or approval to achieve anything or to accomplish anything. And then the other the other aspect is we're getting, we're either layered, labeled as a, a slut or a whore um, in porn. And then in the real world, same thing. It's like, you're either labeled a slut or a whore and you're, you know, that's not wife material or, you know, whatever the case may be. So those, that's when I think about the way that women are seen in porn and, it's like definitely bleeds into the way that women are kind of seen and treated in everyday life. And in when it comes to dating and relationships and our government thinking that we can't make decisions for our bodies for whatever reason, because, um, you know, our brains are underdeveloped or whatever their rationale behind it is. So um, it's, it's, inf- it's frustrating because I feel like I can only speak for myself for myself. But of course, I know I'm not alone in saying that with all of these stigmas flying around, it's so hard. Even myself today, as liberated as I am, I still find myself being like, is that too much? Am I being too much? Am I showing too much skin? Like, what is this person going to think about me? What is, how are they going to treat me? And at the end of the day, none of that matters as long as I am happy with the choices that I made. And I put my safety and my happiness and my pleasure first. Like those are the things that that matter. Um, but it's really hard to shake those stigmas when they're flying around at you all the time. And even by other women who are sometimes like a little bit friendly, but then like are still kind of like slut shaming at the same time. It's kind of like, you never know like what's acceptable. But like I said, at the end of the day, you have people like Bella, like I said, Bella is one of those people. I'm like, I could always feel safe around her. I never feel like anything I'm doing is too much. And likewise, like I, I hope that she never feels that way, but even if she did, who cares what the hell I think it's her life. She can do whatever she wants to do. And it's nobody's place to judge, to judge that.
0: But in so many ways, we've been so conditioned to judge and to shame, because as long as we as women are disconnected from our bodies and disconnected from our pleasure, it's it's interesting how we're disconnected from the things that bring us the most power. So we're disconnected from our birth, we're disconnected from our periods, and we're disconnected from our pleasure. And when you really think about these things, it's like, why, why is there so much stigma? Why is there so much hard conversation? Why is it so like awkward and weird and secretive? And like, why are there all these stories created around women's bodies? And so you really get, get deep into that. And you're like, okay, I'm going to rewrite this for myself. So that hopefully our future generations, our future daughters and sons won't have to to carry the burden of a lot of these stories that we are having to unwind. Thankfully through our journeys, we've been given, you know, the proper tools and lessons to be able to make it this far. Cause I know a lot of people don't and are still, you know, struggling in so many ways with that. Yeah, Yeah, that is so true. Um, I mean, and it's
1: just, it's like this journey of like coming home to yourself and coming home to your Um, your sexual journey, you you know, just like this path on your sexual journey. Um, It's very much so like your healing journey, mentally and emotionally, where it's like, it's always a process. Like there will be days where you feel really low and there will be days when you feel really high. So that's the same thing in your, in your, uh, your sexual health journey and your sexual pleasure journey, where there are days when, you know, you're just, you're not feeling yourself or you're just feeling like, you know you may have an inter- an an interaction and you look back and you're like i completely dropped the ball i didn't honor myself i didn't feel like i upheld my values and my boundaries to the best of my ability but the end of the day is like you'll have more opportunities to redeem yourself and feel like you you, to make yourself proud of yourself, or for standing in your truth, for asking what you want, for setting the boundaries that you have made for yourself and upholding them for other people and, and moving through uh, through the journey to coming home to yourself in that way. So it's always a process. So, you know, um, always remember to just give yourself grace and be easy on yourself because, you know, it's, it's not easy. <laughs>
0: No, it's not. But when we do take this time, like I had mentioned before, it is so rewarding because our, our womb portal is like our intuition. Like this is where, this is why we've been disassociated from this part of our bodies for so long is because we know how powerful it is when we return back to these spaces and we start to remember and we start to tap back into these practices, we start to gather, we start to realize, hey, like I don't want to have this competition mindset. Like I don't want to feel this way about my body. And even in the journey, like you said, no matter how liberated, quote unquote, you are, <laughs> it's still fucking tough. There's still days where I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit post and like <sighs> wish me luck. <laughs> yes. But I think that a lot of the, um, the idea that a lot of the pressure is put on women, you know, like with the virginity story, it's like the stealing of innocence. Like it's always like something like being taken from us. And I feel in, in that way, it's like our womb is this portal, is this intuition source. And I honestly, I love what Mama Gina says. She calls it the GPS, great pussy in the sky. Yes. (laughs) I love that. It's the GPS. When you like start to turn your GPS back on, like get it working. You realize that like your womb portal is the universe and you, you see the interconnectedness of like, Ooh, when I tap into her and when I listen, when I sync with her cycles and start to like, even take the time to better understand her. Like for me on my journey, when I started like one thing for me was like tracking my cycles. Like when I took this leap to like start tracking my cycles, start to understand them a little bit more. I swear that I started experiencing way less like menstrual pain and like Mm. all of the symptoms that I was having around my menstrual cycle are literally like in half now. And it's been that way literally since I started tracking my cycles. And I am convinced, like you said, like mind, body, and soul, it's all connected. And through me, like really, I feel paying her attention and- like listening. And because I'm tracking my cycles, I'm taking that time of the month to deeply rest. And I'm preparing for that time. And I'm making sure that in my business, I'm not planning like photo shoots or gatherings, or I'm not doing things where I'm going to like be putting myself out there when I need to be resting and need to just honor this time. And yeah, it's really beautiful when you, when you start to do that journey and see how it kind of trickles into your partnership, your business, your personal life, your personal pleasure, everything.
1: Oh yeah. I love that. Um, I, you have such a beautiful relationship with your menstrual cycle. And I love that. Thank you. Very inspiring in that way. I actually have, I have an IUD. I'll get it out this year, um, year number five. And I'm like, like I said, I haven't have been having intercourse with anybody. So it's pointless anyways, but my menstrual cycle has been significantly light since for the past past five years but I'm like already preparing myself to like you know get more like Mm -hmm. really in tune because I don't before this like being on the pill was just like my period was a mystery and it it got on the pill it helped regulate it but I hated being on the pill for because I knew what it was doing to my body and even having the IUD it's not like it's not my absolute best choice and number one suggestion for birth control but at the end of the day um I'm always an advocate for protecting yourself and putting yourself and your, and your life first and taking control of mm-hmm. your life and your freedom. And if you, as a woman, don't want to have a family, take control of that. Do what you need to do to make sure that those uh, rights and those, those um, choices are not taken out of your hands. So I'm a huge advocate for that as well.
0: Oh, I love that thank you for sharing that of
1: course absolutely I mean right now it's like it's just so scary so
0: yeah yeah it <laughs> is and, oh yeah let's just like take a deep breath you want to yeah let's, let's just all like to the listeners listening to this like let's just close our eyes and just take a deep breath in through the nose and fill up the belly ah let's just sigh it out ah yeah like it's a crazy fucking world we're living in and the rewriting the reconditioning that women and men who choose to take the conscious path of remembering you know our true nature which is community and which is gathering it's not always easy. It's not always the road. it's it is the road less traveled by, I guess you could say. And I read something this morning um, that was so beautiful, and it was around men rising and around us really holding that vision for men to rise and to keep us keep us safe in those ways and to really, like, like no longer, like, for a while they've had to hold back their their voice as well like we see the stereotypes on both ends like boys aren't allowed to cry they're not allowed to like show this sensitive side they always have to be like super masculine and strong and like protective and all these things and in those ways they've they've not spoken their truth they've not said things when they saw things going on that weren't right and that's shifting that's changing like men are as as we rise as we remember we start speaking up then they like remember too. They remember, oh yeah, like community gathering, like these are our women. Like we need to protect them and make sure that they're okay.
1: You're yeah, absolutely. I was going to say the same thing as women, as, as this evolution happens. Like the same grace that we're asking for men to hold space for us to drop the stereotypes it's super important for us to make sure that we are ready to reciprocate the same thing we're asking because the only way that these connections can be healthy and be a union is if we're both seeing each other in that in their in that light and in that truth and honoring what what each person needs so that's super super important i love that
0: yeah absolutely and in my partnership and my journey I've learned it's interesting because at the beginning of my journey um, I always thought that my journey kind of had to look like my partner's because I kind of started I was a little bit into my spiritual journey when I met my partner but I really kind of like kicked off when while we were together and at first Of course, the beginning of the spiritual journey has a lot of um attachment to ego involved. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I feel like that's like one of the phases. (laughs) (laughs) We've all been there. And um I remember always thinking that like my journey had to look like his, and like because like maybe he wasn't like doing yoga, like was he gonna like be where I was at? Like was I gonna outgrow him like in these ways? And being in year six of our relationship and reflecting on our growth together it's incredible to me how when I released that attachment to like him growing in the ways that I was growing he really had been growing alongside me in his own ways in his own journey in his own like learning his own lessons through what he was doing and his experiences and every now and again our past would kind of like intertwine and Oh, lost you for a second. I'm here. Every now and again, our, our journeys would intertwine where we would kind of be learning the same lesson at the same time, but in different ways. Mm-hmm. And that is just, it's so interesting to me. So now, you know, as we continue to grow, we continue to hold space. Like I mentioned before, as I continue to kind of like remember this journey on my wild woman ways, he continues to learn how to hold space for that. Mm -hmm. and to make, make space in his life for him to free those things with him himself, because now he's seeing someone witnessing that, that space be held. So it's really just like this beautiful dance of like receiving, giving. And uh, even if you're not in a partnership though, that can go hand in hand with, you know, gathering with sisters or, or just being with yourself and, and dancing in this human experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As I'm um, evolving, as I'm evolving more in
1: my in my journey and not only in my journey, like my pleasure journey, but just as a person and, um, you know, trying to just like make sure that I'm honoring myself. I feel like every stage of my life and every season is different. And I'm just like I just want to make sure that like all of my needs are being met. And in this season of my life um, or in the past seasons of my I guess it's still the same season. It's just like, I feel like I'm on the back half of it. I don't feel feel like the season has ended yet, but um, community for me is like one of the big things now, um, you know, because I've always, I've always loved the family and like the person who's like a little bit taboo. So I'm just like, I just, would remove myself because I'm like I just don't want to explain myself to anyone. I don't want to be judged by anyone. So let me remove myself. But now I'm like, no, community. I'm seeing how important community is just for like my own personal growth as a person. But I'm also at the same time seeing that like the time that I've spent with myself and like getting to know myself, getting to know what I'm looking for, um, it also translates over into like my my personal experiences, my personal relationships with um, friends and like the the types of community members that I'm looking for you know what I mean like and how those connections and how I recognize those connections feeling genuine but I feel like if I haven't done the work to see like who I really uncovered who I am and like pulled off the layers of doing what I was expect or what was expected of me by family or society and like just living my truth I'm realizing that even some of the most of the relationships and friendships that I had in the past were not that that they weren't genuine, but they just weren't things that propelled me to a higher level and that's okay and maybe it was in the moment that's exactly what I needed you know just to you know f- fulfill whatever it was at the time but I look back and I'm like those relationships are great, but would I have those relationships in this season of my life no they're just not what I'm looking for and so now I see, when, whenever I see those similar relationships or similar things that feel like those past relationships or friendships, I'm like, okay, now I, I feel safe to walk away. Like I feel safe to like set the boundary and say like, no, that's not, that's not what I'm looking for. Um, this doesn't make me feel good. I don't feel safe, whatever it is. And I feel empowered to walk away.
0: Yeah. And in letting go of that, you are saying yes to creating space <clears throat> for a friendship or partnership, relationship, whatever that can serve you in those ways that you are that you are calling in and that you are looking for. And a huge theme that has been so prevalent on my journey just recently is um, when I, when I feel like I am being attacked from the external, like, whether it's just like jealousy or like things like that, common themes, you know, in, in my world around me that are triggering, let's just say triggers. Mm-hmm. I am given the opportunity to look where I am self-abandoning. And I think that when I have come back to that theme of like, when I'm looking around me and I feel like this, this attacked, like this triggered, I'm given this opportunity to really look look deeper within and see where am I not maybe like fully f- showing up fully for myself because when I'm showing up fully for myself and I'm in my 100% like fuck yes like I'm in my pleasure I'm in like that that gratitude frequency like nothing bothers me like there is nothing that could trigger me at that time you know like there's nothing that could phase me there's nothing that could be said on, on the internet or like there's no little things that would like get under my skin because you're just like in this energy where you feel like you can kind of just like rise above anything
1: yes absolutely and it's not that you like are better than anybody yet by any means it's no, just no. That like you just feel like you can rise above any adversity anything that's thrown at you you're just like it's not a problem I can handle it you know like and if I don't handle it like it's not the big it's not the end of the world it's not a big deal
0: right and that's not every day yes it does not happen every day but it feels good to like return back to that theme and be like oh let me kind of like play with this idea a little bit because you know when we return to that the other phrase of like everyone's your mirror it kind of makes things a little bit more interesting (laughs) I'm actually having
1: them I'm in that moment right now where I'm like and I'm like literally like you said I'm like I had I'm like why do I, why am I feeling like this? Like in what spaces in my, in my life and myself, do I need to focus on a little bit more? Like, do I need to like pay attention to, or why do I feel this way? Um, and then what is it that I'm neglecting in my life that is making me feel like so low vibrational. And then at the same time, like evaluating like, hmm, is this where I need to be? Are these, is this my, my community? Mm, maybe not but that's okay (laughs) or maybe yeah you know and like and or like and you're just like yes like wholeheartedly yes but like right now I'm just like mm. there's some places where I'm like I feel like I can like more focus my attention like the other like this they're like distractions you know those little Mm. things that are just like that are bothering you it's just like no no none of those things matter but it's like why
0: why does it matter (laughs) why does it matter (laughs) I'm loving this conversation so, so much. So we talk about like some of the stigmas associated with sex. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to know from like your perspective, your knowledge, what are some sex health tips that you have for us to just keep like, it can be womb health tips, like Yoni health tips literally anything I love everything that you share so I just felt like I wanted to hold space for that on here
1: <laughs> I know I'm like I don't know like what do I want? I can, like talk about all the things right <laughs> so
0: I want to like like I feel like
1: some of like the really important things are like some things that we have maybe have been hearing for so long that sometimes we may be forgetting so like for instance like peeing after we have sex like you know cotton panties um no panties at night, no bra at night, um, wiping front to back, um, you know, make sure we are washing properly. And when I say properly, I mean like taking your labias, opening your labias, washing inside, but not actually inside of your vulva where a penis would go, right? So like actually cleaning yourself properly. Um, So like those are things that I feel like get like taken for granted almost, but like these things matter. These things really, really, really matter. Right. So also like drinking enough water, like drinking water. Yes. It helps with like being hydrated, like makes your skin softer. Like you're for me, I struggle with acne. So I'm like, I will drink water, like just to avoid having a pimple. Right. But like, you will see major changes in the happiness of your vagina with the more water that you drink (laughs) and the less like, you know. Um, sugary, like processed, like fruit drinks, Gatorade, Powerade, like avoiding some of those things and like really prioritizing your water intake. I promise you, like you'll see such major changes. Um, but at the same time, I think the other things are. Um, I'm looking at my real toilet paper box that I still need to put away right now, and it's it's a toilet paper. That is um, not bleached ideally. So, most of the toilet papers that we would find at the grocery store are super processed, super bleached, and our skin absorbs 100% of everything that it comes into contact with. Well, I think it's like more like 95%, but close enough. Um, but if we're using, um, you know, products that are not healthy, that we're going to absorb the dyes and, you know, things that aren't healthy for our skin or her, our body, especially on your vagina, you're going to, um, you're going to see a little bit more like irritation or maybe a little bit more dryness. So I personally use the real toilet paper, R E E L. And I love, love, they also have a paper towel. I've never tried the paper towels, but
0: I love uh, their toilet paper. I'll put okay. the link in the description because I love them. Okay, perfect. Yes. And I was somewhere recently where I like went into like a public restroom or something and I like pulled out the toilet paper and I was like, oh, is this like fragrance toilet paper? Like what the fuck is this?
1: <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. You know what? Oh. I did see toilet paper that was dyed. It was dyed pink. <gasps> and it was like, I almost wanted to like take it out of the ladies like shopping cart <laughs> mind your business mind your business right
0: oh my so yeah,
1: no dyed pink and purple toilet paper also like no flavored condoms like nothing that has a flavor or a scent should be going anywhere near your vagina unless it's a natural scent from like like oils like coconut oil or like essential oils or something like that um I also would recommend switching to a this is probably stuff that Bella has possibly talked about but switching to a um a feminine hygiene product that is also natural, that's cotton, that's not dyed. I personally use the Cora brand, C-O-R-A. Honeypot is an amazing brand. I mean, Target and Walgreens like surprisingly have really great options. Um, And also potentially even investing in a, like a Diva cup. Um, Definitely do research uh, before you get one because they're all different. And I think Mm -hmm. like the your, your body type is different. I think, I think it all matters. The diva cups are not personally for me. I find them a little bit painful, but some people love them. Um, and then the other option I would say for, as far as like feminine hygiene is free bleeding. I personally do love free bleeding and we know we have the free bleed queen here. So investing <laughs> <laughs> in some like, also like, you know, panties that are, really hygienic and that are clean Mm -hmm. that are not dyed that are um really just everything everything you want to do for your poom poom as long as it's like gonna keep it happy and healthy like those are the things you want to prioritize too so um those would be my 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 biggest things i think
0: oh i love those takeaways yeah and when free bleeds are amazing because they're reusable and when you think about how much money you spend in tampons and pads over the course of your freaking life that's another conversation, How we? I don't even think we should be. But uh, well,
1: that's another episode. That's just another whole episode <laughs> just
0: for that specifically. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but The money that you will save in reusable underwear and just doing what's best for your body. And that's another thing. Like when I started free bleeding and stopped putting things in my body that were foreign, I noticed a huge shift in the color of my blood and the smell and like you said, in my overall vulva health and the way that I felt and could just like get through my menstrual cycle, it, it became something that I actually now look forward to versus dreading before. But I'm curious, how do you feel about um, as far as yoni health? How do you feel about like taboo, more taboo topics like um, like naked sunbathing, like <laughs> like solar penetration? Like you know, I'm that I'm that bitch. <laughs> I love, I love, love, love it. It's, um, I actually
1: discovered that I liked it on accident and apparently actorasty is a, a fetish where you're aroused by the sun's rays. And so I, <laughs> I found out that that's something that I'm into kind of on accident um, because I often don't like to wear, I hardly ever wear panties. So like, that's something that I'm just like, I reject that idea for the most part. <laughs> unless I have to. Um, but I do feel like there is this, like, I feel like when the sun hits my skin, I feel rejuvenated and I feel like I'm really like the sun is literally charging me up. Like, I don't know how to describe it. So when I, when I do sunbathing, you know, I guess, you know, what do you, what's the, what term do you use for it?
0: I mean, there's a few, there's like solar penetration where like you're, you're like sunning your yoni, um, but just like nude sunbathing all around. Cause I think okay. like breasts are a huge part of it as well. Like that's feels good too. <laughs> no, I agree. I absolutely agree. I think that
1: nude sunbathing as a whole is like, it's not as sexual as people think it is. Like, even if you were to go to a nude beach, of course, yes, there are going to be people there who are one track minded who have no self-control and no self-respect and no respect for other people. And they're going to make the experience weird, right? But it's not a sexual experience as you would think it is. But I think when you do specifically solar penetration, where you allow your yoni to be exposed to the sun is such an empowering feeling. And it's like, you feel the warmth in places where you've never felt it before and ever it feels like every time is like just as like exhilarating mm-hmm. um and you start to wonder like I don't know I feel like it's to me I feel like the the yoni is kind of like a fourth eye mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you're like really in tune with it and when when you're healthy when it's healthy when um when you have a relationship with your yoni and when you are um taking care of your yoni and like feeding the relationship with it, right? There are certain things, it does, like it, it, the relationship grows and it, Mm -hmm. it elevates and it evolves. And I think the same thing with like, with, um, solar penetration, like, it's almost like you have this like level of clarity. You can almost like have visions or like you get these moments of like clarity where you're like, yes, that's exactly what I need to do. And like, or this is what I need or whatever. And it's just like, so fulfilling and mind blowing. I've um, yeah, it's really an amazing experience and you can do it. You can be in like, if your bedroom gets a bunch of sun and the sun comes yeah. in, just, you know, post up right there, you know, it's really great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do it. And I read something about how I'd have to go back to it. Um, Cause I can't quote it exactly, but it was something about how if we let our breasts just receive 15 to 20 minutes worth of sunlight a day, it stimulates like the skin or it stimulates something in our breasts that can prevent breast cancer, mm-hmm. of course, because it's like it's stimulating that part. They're getting warm like it feels good. They're seeing the sun. And This is a part of our body that is usually kept in an uncomfortable wire brawl that cuts off circulation, cuts off blood flow, cuts off energy flow. And, um, when you really think about it, it's really like, why, why have these parts of our bodies been so hidden and so taboo to show in society? And when I really started thinking about it again, it was kind of like with, um, Yoni gazing, it was like, wow, I've really gone almost my whole life. I mean, I guess since we were kids and could run around naked that like my boobs have seen the sun, like my, my body parts have like, what was the last time Yes. When you think about it, like some of us like still like have have never had that opportunity to like actually do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really it really makes you question.
1: I think is this. Well, I, I know as a society, we definitely take for granted the importance of vitamin D and sun exposure and what that does to our our overall, overall health, um, our attention span, how well we sleep at night. Um, I mean, it's like being getting enough vitamin D exposure specifically from the sun, natural vitamin D exposure is so important to just our overall health that when we, when we specifically do naked sunbathing or um, solar penetration, that it's like, that's another level of, of health benefits that we're getting, because just like Bella mentioned, like these are parts of our body that are never getting sun like at least other parts of our sun our bodies get sun when we're you know walking to the car or whatever but there are parts of us that are never exposed to the sun and there are still like lymph nodes in our breasts that that are important for um for a lot of different things especially if we're if we want to be mothers or if we are mothers you know there are things in our bodies that need to continue to um be nurtured so that they can work properly so it's so just overall just getting enough sun exposure is so so important um just and just feeling like our best self
0: right and when you said that it kind of brought me back to like a a young insecurity that I think some of us share of like having the lights off in the bedroom and like this story of like I think that a big collective wound that many can relate to is the feeling of wanting to be seen, right? Like wanting to be seen in our wholeness and just accepted for, for that and not judged and not shamed, like feel safe to be seen. And I think that nude sunbathing for me has really healed a lot of those things within me. That's like, it really has made me, has deepened my self-love for my body just being like, Wow. It, it's quite the sensation to like the outside and like, of course you're, I'm still, I'm doing this in the privacy of like a backyard or a home, you know, I'm not doing this usually at, at the nude beach, yeah. <laughs> like at the nude public beach. I probably wouldn't like pop into like happy baby
1: no no definitely not <laughs>
0: definitely not <laughs> but like in yeah, the privacy. to it that you just can't do it in public. <laughs> right right but in the privacy of the safety of your of your space right because that safety is really important and if you're going to do something like that at the nude beach that safety isn't guaranteed of course unfortunately um so in the privacy of your home and yeah, it's really just really allowed me that space to just be with my naked body and be like, "Oh yeah. It's it's normal. It's totally okay." <laughs> I yeah. forgot that like we can like be naked and don't have to like sexualize everything so much so that we have to like get uncomfortable cuz like someone's naked or like a girl gets naked and everybody's like, "Oh shit, like can't no. focus." I'm just like, "It's fine, guys." <laughs> You've never seen a, a woman's body before. Like, calm down. <laughs> like, it's actually more attractive to me when you're like not like crazy. Like, oh my god! Like, I have to stare. Like, that's fucking weird. That's not cool anymore. It's twenty twenty two. Like, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> not <weird. laughs> Please stop. <laughs> yeah, <it's okay. laughs> oh, love. It has been an absolute honor sharing this space with you. Is there anything else that you feel? called to share around like anything um I think the
1: one thing I feel called to share um is that we have a little more we have what oh my god 10 weeks left in the year so it's not too late to schedule your annual exam if you haven't um if you haven't had your annual exam this year see if you the earliest you can get in for January but super super important to get your annual exam Um, make sure that you're healthy and make sure that everything is you know there's no surprises so definitely want to encourage everyone to schedule an annual exam and I want to ask you to do me a huge favor and share this with another woman in your circle to also encourage her to get her annual exam as well.
0: Thank you so, so much for being here and just sharing your knowledge. I just enjoyed this conversation so much. And yeah, thank you.
1: It's my pleasure. I always enjoy speaking with you too. I'm glad that we were able to do this together.
0: Yeah, it felt like just us hanging out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will put all of the links to your offerings, your Instagram and all those things in the description, the part of this podcast so people can find you. And yeah, thank you again. You're the best. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. Thank you all so, so much for tuning in. It was such a joy to have Keisha in this space. Please remember, you can head to the description part of this podcast to check out the links to her amazing offerings, including the links that we mentioned in this episode. And as always, feel free to leave us a review if you enjoy these episodes. Share your experiences, your thoughts, your feelings. It really helps us spread the word about the magic that we're sharing here to more sisters, women, beings out there who may enjoy and benefit from this piece. Thank you so much. I love you and I will see you on the next episode.